Welcome to your New Hampshire National Guard podcast. We are always ready, always there. This podcast series is a production of the State Public Affairs Office. Hello, I'm Tech Sergeant Charles Johnston, your host with Public Affairs. Thank you for joining this, the 21st episode of your New Hampshire Guard podcast. If you haven't had a chance to check out Pease Air National Guard Base's KC-46A Pegasus Refueler, named the Spirit of Portsmouth, I encourage you to maybe check it out. We're on Facebook at NH Minutemen. Our Instagram and Twitter is at NH National Guard. And it was the recipient of a very special custom patriotic paint job recently, which was the result of a lot of planning and a lot of hard work by a team of guardsmen from the 157th Maintenance Squadron at Pease, and a retired Master Sergeant from California. I recently had a chance to catch up with one of the team members involved in the project who helped make this happen, Tech Sergeant Jay Cuna of the 157th Maintenance Squadron. So it was right after um, the air show um, last September, so September 2021, we had uh, the air show, where we really had pushed trying to get all of our airplanes uh, to have a uniform tail flash. So uh, all that summer, right before the air show, we were pushing to get the blue tail flash put on all of our planes to represent New Hampshire. And uh, we got it all done, very proud. We also did the um, rotivators for the, uh, the boom with um, our signature 157th um, air refueling wing. Um, so kind of morphing out of that, um, after the air show, it, you know, it looked really good. All the tail flashes on the line and, uh, the base commander, uh, Colonel Pogoric had, uh, asked if we would be willing to do a wing jet to take one of our airplanes and, uh, paint the whole entire tail of it. So that's kind of how this, that's kind of how this started. And then my, um, leadership in my squadron, um, senior master Sergeant Doolin, he, Said, yep, I got the perfect guy for you, uh, Tech Sergeant Jake Una. He's over uh, in the aircraft structural maintenance shop. He does, uh, you know, great work for us, and uh, we'll have him be the lead and kind of lead this whole project over the next year and get it done for this September, um, the 75th anniversary of the Air Force. Over the past probably nine months of planning this project, uh, it started out with, you know, what are the regulations for this? We you know what can we do? Can we, you know, do wing aircraft? Or is it going to be anniversary aircraft, or is it going to be a uh, special mission um, aircraft, and uh, what you know, what's the design going to be? Um, so after many months of uh, different designs, um, we finally settled on we were going to do a American flag draped down the tail with a Minuteman that overlays it, and uh, to get it kind of waving, um, the depth on it required shading. So the shading portion of it was really was kind of out of our our realm of uh, capability. You know, we usually paint things flat, you know, flat gray airplanes. Um, so doing yeah, detail is kind of, we kind of need some out, outside uh, help with that one. So we also ran into the problem of facility-wise. Um, and all of our hangers here are not paint hangers. So it was going to have to go to a base that had a paint hanger. And uh, we actually reached out to Alaska because they have a corrosion control hanger. Um, fit a whole entire airplane inside there. Doors close up. All, the, all pretty much all the walls are filters. Um, perfect spot, you know, to paint our aircraft. And they uh, they allowed us to squeeze in for uh, two and a half weeks 
to uh, to paint it there. So once we figured out uh, basically what the design was going to be, uh, that's when we put together the team. Of uh, we figured out, hey, this is the design, and this is where we're going to go. Um, that's when Sergeant Morrison in our shop. He's we we realized, hey, you know, we need some help doing the shading portion of it. Uh, he actually found retired master sergeant Shane Meter um, through you know, social media. Um, she does excellent work working on military aircrafts. Um, she we reached out to her, um, got her on board. She said, you know, I would, I would love to do that. Um, and then here inside the structural maintenance shop, Sergeant Morrison asked me to put together a team of um, three others, um, myself, you know, and uh, three others. So I put together a small team. Um, you know, I needed experience out there because we only had, you know, two and a half weeks to pull this off. We didn't really have a whole, you know, month or, you know, a lot of time to do this. Uh, the KC-46 tail is very large. So um, I chose uh, Staff Sergeant Corey Lewis and uh, Staff Sergeant Kevin Canney. And then we also chose uh, Amherst First Class Rebecca Blozier, who uh, helped in design of the actual um, concept for the flag draping down the tail. So we started out with uh, the design of it, I guess is where we all started. Um, so Colonel Pagoric, you know, gave us a general idea of what he wanted at first, uh, you know, flag draping down the tail. Um, so in order to kind of bring that to light in meetings, you know, we had to do some rendering to be like, hey, this is what it would look like on a KC-46, you know, just using design software. So uh, to that, I actually turned to one of our new members, Rebecca Blazer. She just came back from tech school. Um, she had some art experience and uh, I basically gave her a blank tail um, on a piece of paper and said, hey, could you sketch what an American flag would look like, you know? Uh, so she sketched it all out, did a really good, you know, rendering of it. Um, and then we took probably four or five hours worth of, uh, you know, digitalizing that, um, adding shading to it. And then we uh, presented that to Colonel Pagoric with, um, with that design, with the American flag. Um, we also gave him three other options. We said, hey, what about, you know, doing Old Man on the Mountain, right? Because the helicopters here in New Hampshire as well have an Old Man on the Mountain on their tail. Um, the third, oh, the third option was the Minuteman, just the Minuteman alone on the tail. Um, and then just kind of, you know, throwing, throwing around, um, what would the Minuteman look like over the actual flag coming down, you know, waving down the flag there, or down the tail. And uh, it was funny when we presented that in the meeting, that was kind of, that was the most intricate one um, out of all the ideas. And it was ultimately the one that Colonel Gork liked the most. Um, he used a pretty funny quote. He said, uh, you can't show me the whole gumball machine and only give me a couple gumballs. Uh, so we, uh, yeah, we ended up going with that, uh, that design. Um, so once we reached out to Shane in order to be like, hey, can you bring this concept to light? Could you help us doing the shading with this? You know, she wanted to do her own rendering of it, uh, you know, correct anything that she saw flaw-wise or anything. So um, she did her rendering of it, and that's the one we ultimately painted on the plane. Um, just going out there and doing it, yeah, it's, it's a pretty large pla plane. Um, there's a huge process that goes into it, you know, sanding the entire tail, uh, wiping down the entire tail, uh, doing it, uh, you have to project the image onto the tail. So, you know, getting further enough back with the projector to project that on there. Um, well, you have people, everything, you know, everything's up high. So you can't use regular stands. You can't use, we're used to using B5 stands, just any large stand that could probably reach, you know, 15 to 20 feet. Um, we couldn't use any stands. So everything was on high lifts. 
So we had like JLG Hylus or Genie Hylus, but also Alaska had this amazing um, lift that came from the ceiling, um, giant platform, which was really, really helpful to us. Um, so kind of the process of, of painting that whole entire thing, you know, we had to sand it down, wipe it down, which took, you know, a lot of time just doing that itself. I mean, each side of the tail, if you ever been up to the tail of it, I mean, it is large. That Minuteman for scale is 16 feet um, on that tail. Uh, so projecting it, we had to project the image on there and then had to paint one color at a time. So, um, you know, painting the blue for the union, painting the white for the stars, painting the white for the stripes, painting the red. And in between, we had to let all that paint dry which also utilized um, Alaska's, their hangar itself actually heats up. Um, so that helped us with like the curing time because without that, we would have been like painting one color and then waiting, you know, two days for that color to dry before we can mask over it and paint the second color. So uh, yeah, that was, that was very helpful. The other thing went pretty smooth. Uh, we had planned it out, you know, probably two weeks ahead of time. We had planned out, we had to bring stencils for everything. So down the actual fuselage itself, it says New Hampshire, and then it has a giant fish hook that's 60 feet long. So we, um, we actually, we spent two weeks um, printing out stencils, um, weeding the stencils, and then transfer taping the stencils. So that, that took a lot of time. Um, when we got there, we only had one set. So it was kind of like, don't screw up our, you know, one set of stencils that we had. Um, that was like the Minuteman. The Minuteman was a giant stencil we had to lay on there first, and then we had to spray over it and then remove the stencil. Um, and we use that with like a, we have a vinyl machine. It's a vinyl stencil, so it actually sticks to the airplane, and then it easily comes off. It's not like a paper uh, stencil or anything like that. Um, but there weren't really any hurdles um, that we had to come over. Um, I would say going to another base and using their equipment um, that we're unfamiliar with um, that's kind of a learning curve. Like I said, we don't have our, and if anything went wrong with our stencils, we don't have any way to replicate those. So we have to make sure we bring all the supplies. We have to, you know, quickly learn how to use all their equipment. Um, and then basically, you know, get in there, get what we have to done and get out of there. Um, yeah, I mean, it went, it went pretty smooth. Um, we got it done in time. <laughs> I think the next thing that'll probably come down the line is doing nose arts, trying to bring those back. Um, on the KC-135s, we used to do badges. So we'd have like an AMC badge and an Air National Guard badge, you know, up the front of the airplane. Um, I kind of see those, you know, kind of bringing those back. So, because um, we've already started to do things like the Rudivators, and uh, we've started putting markings on those. So when we're refueling somebody else, they, you know, you know what squadrons are refueling them. That was a huge thing with the KC-135s that, you know, we always took pride in. That was the voice of Tech Sergeant Jay Kyunha of the 157th Maintenance Squadron, whose team of airmen from Pease was led by retired Master Sergeant Shane Meter of California, known as Fly Girl Painter, who also recently joined the show. Um, I, my nickname is Fly Girl Painter. Um, I've been an artist all my life. Um, and in the Air Force, I got into painting all kinds of things, including nose arts on B-52s and tankers. Um, after I retired, I found my, my love of working on historic aircraft in several museums and still work on restoring aircraft today. And in 1999, a Navy crew saw something I painted and asked me to paint their tail on an H-60 helicopter. And that was in 1999. 
And since then, and I've painted close to 75 to 80 military aircraft, um, then I do them for free. Um, pro bono as uh, a way to support the military and their morale, specifically for their morale. And so that's my hobby, and that's what I do. And whoever calls me first gets put in mind. <laughs> I love doing it. One day I got an, a message that they had the KC-46 Pegasus and that they were really excited about wanting to paint the tail and uh, said that they saw my page and they knew that I knew how to paint and was asking if I was possibly interested. And, of course, I just about went crazy. <laughs> um, I thought, oh, my God, that would be so awesome. Um, I've done tankers and, you know, KC-135 nose arts, but never an entire tail. And so I contacted him back, and we went back and forth, and this went on for quite a while. The logistics of it was pretty insane. Um, several times I thought, yeah, that's never going to happen because, you know, I get, I get requests all the time for all kinds of things, and half of them, half of them don't happen. But um, this one just kept going and going, and, then went, you know, we went through the whole design process and paint process, and location was the big deal. And I think it was the end of... May when we were trying to go somewhere and they said no and I thought well that's it and then we're never going to do it and then finally they said hey we got a hangar in Alaska and this is actually going to happen I was just so excited I couldn't wait <laughs> so that's how they got me it just didn't have to ask very hard <laughs> um, I've painted the wings on two navy ships which were 40 feet by 25 feet similar to that on the on the island of the ship uh, from a high lift those were pretty big and pretty challenging because they were outside but this thing was huge and of course obviously i had to have help obviously with the, the four national the team we had i called us team live free or die it's definitely a team effort to get this thing done but i've learned it over the years that um, i would get a challenging uh, all kinds of different projects that i go oh i hope i can do that but then I know in my heart that I could do it. So uh, when I saw it, I was so excited, and I thought, "Yeah, this thing is massive." But I still, in my in my gut, I knew that we could do it. Um, so, other than its size, I mean, that's really the biggest challenge. Painting is nothing. <laughs> that's the easy part. It's the prep and the and the size of them, you know, the magnitude of it. But I always knew that we'd be able to do it. I guess. Oh, that's why they call me. <laughs> so, the, the guys from the base, um, Jay and, and all of them, they already knew they wanted to live free or die in the New Hampshire. So they were able to make the stencils at home because there's a computer and a machine that cuts all the stencils out. So they already knew they were going to do that. They also made the stencil for the Air National Guard logo. So all of that was already made, which is great. That's a big saver right there. So the main thing was getting the design on the tail. And I actually, for what I use for my smaller projects, I have one of the old-fashioned projectors with the old light bulb in it. <laughs> Believe it or not, it works pretty good. And so we weren't sure, going back and forth on the phone, if we were going to be able to use one of those or the computerized kind with, a, you know, it hooks to a computer to project that image onto the tail because you have to do that so you can get it accurate. So um, that was challenge. That was probably the only challenge in the beginning was getting that we tried the light bulb projector and it didn't work. Um, it just didn't, it wasn't bright enough because of the distance from the tail. So then we got the computer one out and 
that's interesting because you have a scissors lift that goes all the way up to 50 feet and you got the projector on that and then you got the people that are me drawing it out on another lift next to the tail but we finally nailed down you know the projector to get the image on there so once we did that um uh, let me back up we did prep the tail first they had to sand the tail so we did the image after we sanded the tail um outlined it in chalk and then once that was on there uh it started the paint process once we got the design laid out um the other guys went ahead and started laying out the stencils for the live free and die and the and the new hampshire and the big long arrow thing so they concentrated on that and then i concentrated on the tail and uh so the first the only thing i um i taped out were the stars because there's two ways to paint something you can do it graphically meaning tape and spray taping everything out covering everything up and spraying that can be a lot really time intensive because the colors would have to dry before you can tape them or the freehand version which you can just keep painting even if their colors aren't dry so i chose the freehand version because there's less less taping and masking so rebecca and i went out and we laid out all the stars those are the only things we taped so they were straight if you don't have the stars looking right it's gonna look bad and then we shot the blue background and then we taped out the white stars and did the stars the red red and white stripes i freehanded um and the challenge there was um you know when you're standing 100 feet from the plane and you look at it it's big but it's not that big but when you stand up next to it the stripes were literally four to five feet wide so when you're painting these flag stripes and i've done a lot of flags you can't just like back up a few go oh, that looks right so there was a little challenge there, trying to get the stripes to kind of look right, even though they were like a flowing thing. But I think overall it came out okay. And um, once I threw some shading in, we kind of got the, the looks of the flag. So after all that was done, they started laying out the, the Air National Guard logo, and then they painted that. Uh, an artist is probably their own worst critic. So everything I've ever painted, probably everything I've ever painted, I've thought to myself, I wish I could have spent more time on it, or I wish I could have made that look better, or I wish I could have this or whatever. But when you're working the military aircraft, you don't have an unlimited amount of time, um, especially with when I do helicopters and stuff, they have to fly on our own flying schedule right away. <clears throat> but I think with uh, the 46, um, you know, we worked our butts off on that. Uh, we were there, I think, 17 days, and we had three days off. So that was a lot of work. Um, it paid off, I think, and it looks awesome. But, you know, like I said, um, I'm my own worst critic, but I still think it looks great. If, yeah, if we had another week, we probably could have tweaked it a little more of it. <laughs> I think it's awesome. In fact, Gemini Jets is coming out with a die-cast model of your plane, and I've already seen the draft of the cover on the box. And <clears throat> it has uh, your logo and the New Hampshire Guard and and a little bit about me on there. So that's gonna be pretty awesome when those go into production. I appreciate you calling and talking to me and it was uh, truly an honor for me to do the Pegasus and really awesome to work with my Air National Guard family. Um, those guys were awesome, we had a great team. And um, heck yeah, I'd do it again, anytime. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to your New Hampshire National Guard podcast.